Starting. There we go. And we're live, fellas. Episode. Are we on 10 now? I think this is episode 10. Wow. Nine more than anybody would hope we would have ever did. That's for sure. Uh, California podcast. We are super, super honored today. We got Menlo coach, Marcus. How you doing? I'm doing well. Doing well. Yeah. Good. Uh, we're excited to have you. We're excited anytime we get a coach that comes on, but especially the only and one of the premier programs in the country, uh, in California, the only girls uh, program in California, you know, it's good to have you guys on. And, uh, you know, we've had you guys at the combine and stuff like that. You guys are a good group of guys, um, for sure. And it's good to keep California talent home. So, uh, we appreciate you coming on and, uh, sharing the love with us. Oh, thank you for the invite. All right. Well, I know you're on a time limit coach, so we'll go ahead and get right to it. Josh, you want to get started? He forgot he's on mute. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I, I see the mute thing on. I can't, I can't hear him. <laughs> Josh, you're muted. There you go, bud. All right. Why don't you – sorry about that. I haven't checked. <laughs> uh, why don't you give us a, a little background of the coaches and uh, who's on your coaching staff and, and uh, how you guys are all – how long you've been there, how long you've been working together, that kind of stuff. So I'm – I guess the – I just uh, – so – Coach Barang is the head women's coach. So we operate under a model that a lot of uh, coaches kind of the programs operate under. So it goes like this. Coach Joey Martinez is the wrestling director. He's also like the head men's coach, uh, but he's our wrestling director. The head women's coach is Joey Barang. And then I'm like the head associate uh, coach. So I guess I'm the, the head assistant. And then we have um, with us this year, uh, one of our alumni, Bianca Arisby. A, uh, who was a two-time All-American for us. Oh, and not to mention that uh, Coach Martinez was a, uh, a a very talented JC wrestler. I think he won he won JC um, California JC State twice and was a two-time NAIA um, All-American for us. And we were all part of the first program. Joey Barang was a Hawaii State champion. I think a two or three-time state place winner. But he was also an All-American for San Francisco State. Um, Bianca Rizme was a two-time All-American for us, placing seventh and eighth. And then uh, we have myself. I wrestled uh, at Chabot and was a two-time California JC State qualifier. I didn't place in state. And, uh, but Guatemala uh, was a part of that first team and qualified for nationals twice. Then uh, we've got my wife, who is an assistant with us in an administrative role. She was a soccer player at UC Davis in the mid-'90s. And... Uh, then we have our uh, we have a new coach coming on. His name is uh, Tristan Bundy, and he is uh, a, a JC All American uh, out of uh, out of out of Iowa Central, but he also competed for Grandview, and he was on one of their national championship uh, teams. So you know at the in, in, at the NAIA level. So we have a very experienced coaching staff, and uh, you know um, we try to do the best we can um, with what we've got. So that's our coaching staff, and. As far as I'm with my fourth season, Coach Barang is in his, well, it's his seventh season. Um, Bianca's in her second, and uh, my wife is in her, also in her second, and Coach Tristan is in his first. And then Coach, as far as being the director of wrestling, Joey Martinez is the, uh, it's his seventh season. We had to actually restructure a couple years ago, which kind of helped put our, put our program in the position it is now. Nice. No, I, you know, funny story, uh, Coach Martinez. So Coach Martinez wrestled at Skyline, right? Yes, he did. Yeah, so Skyline. So his uh, his freshman season, 
it was one of the early tournaments. I wrestled at Cuesta, and uh, we had Jake Shields on our team. We had uh, Bo Taylor. We had uh, Bruno Bukoka, who was a state champ that year. And uh, Bo Taylor's wrestling uh, Joey in, like, one of the first tournaments of the year, right? And, uh, and we knew Joey coming in was going to be tough. And uh, Bo's beating Joey. And it's, like, late in the third, right? And Joey uh, – something happened. I don't know if it was, like – a two-on-one series or some something happened. Bo Taylor's beating him, does something so stupid and gets caught on his back and like gives up the match, right? And we're <laughs> like, oh my God, like you, you know, you had that match won. And then Joey goes on and goes undefeated in the rest of his career. And it's like, you had him beat, you idiot. Like, if, you didn't, if you didn't blow that match, you would have been his only high school loss. Oh, you, yeah, yeah. And it was like it's just kind of one of those things where it's like coulda, shoulda, woulda, you know what I mean? Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, but I I, uh, I remember when he took over the program. Uh, I had a I have a buddy and I named Juan Roman who wrestled that. Um, oh, um, he's a good oh, friend of mine. Actually, just drove thirty eight hours from Virginia to California with him, and uh, just wow. talked wrestling, you know, the whole time and uh, shot the crap about it. But um, but yeah, just a funny story about that. But uh, yeah, Juan was all American for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Juan Juan's a tough kid, two time JC uh, All American, state runner up. Uh, fortunately, had like seven knee surgeries and yeah. Really didn't pay attention to his body, but you guys have had some studs come out of Menlo that people I don't think people really realize. James Geesar, yeah. um, you know, um, oh, the other guys from Menlo. Oh gosh, brothers, oh, it's gonna Lucatero? kill me. What's that? Saul and Eddie Lucatero. Yeah, yeah, Lucatero. Those guys, you. It was crazy how good those guys could ride. Yeah, it was insane how good those guys can ride, and they're just. And so strong, I just remember like watching them, just like God, it's got to be hell getting away from those guys. So, yeah, I remember them from Moore Park going all the way up there and going to visit Juan when he was up there. But anyhow, uh, Mario, uh, you got number two. Well, well, yeah, I do. But I, I was just gonna say, I love, I love how how JC connected uh, Menlo is. You know, like you, uh, Ramos wrestled at Cuesta. I wrestled at Sac City. But I remember uh, one of the with Lucatero brothers. I think the old, the the last one wrestling my buddy Joe Garner in the uh, in the JC state finals and it was just a war my buddy Joe Garner I think ended up didn't, didn't pull the match off hit the backflip in the match it was it was legend but I remember all those Lucatero brothers at Fresno City dude they were nails they were well, nails. But, but, they're more park yeah more park well no, I think what it is, is I think it, it, it was the that was the last Lucatero yes. and I think because coach Keesaw was yeah. at at more park then he went to Fresno City. Got it. So that's the one that I remember. Yeah, yeah. That, the one that I remember was in was the Fresno City one. Um, yeah. that's, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. So, yeah. um, well, back back to the questions. You, Menlo's done really well in the in the last few years. What would you guys at f- fourth nationally last year at? Uh, yeah, we were ranked fourth. We finished off fifth. Um, okay, and we, I, we finished off fifth the last two years. Season. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know. Um, so I just kind of wanted you to talk about a little bit um, how long you guys, your staff has been at the program and, and where it was when you got it and the trajectory that it's in right now and, and where you guys see yourselves going here uh, in, in the near future. Well, uh, so Coach Bering, um, like I said, when we restructured, um, we, we were just kind of like, we were dead last um, in 2014, I believe. Oh, no, 2013. We were like dead last, didn't score a point. And, you know, it was just um, – the program was in flux. And so um, what they did was they restructured it, brought in Coach Barang, made Coach Martinez the the director. And so that basically a lot of administrative things. And so then with Coach Barang, he came in his first year. And um, Bill Mitchell, who had been there before, had recruited some pretty good athletes. 
but it uh, he had to recruit the rest of the team. And so um, we went from dead last to, I believe, uh, having an All-American in the finals. So I think that was the first time we'd had like a finalist in a while. Katie Chesson. Yeah, Katie Chesson. And then the next year, having three All-Americans. And now uh, that uh, 2015 is actually where I visited the national tournament with them because I was still on the men's staff and uh, was able to watch the team finish 11th. And I was, uh, it was neat because I'd gone to a tournament before and then, um, and, you know, was still kind of getting used to the women, but I'd always had a relationship with some of the women. Like uh, one of our athletes, Melanie, I coached her while she was in high school when I was at a uh, coach at James Logan. So she had came over to, to um, Menlo during uh, Coach Bring's first year. And then um, Dionica, uh, one of our other wrestlers, she was a James Logan alumni. And um, so I'd always had kind of a connection with the women. Short of it is I came on um, in Coach's third season, and we went from 11th to 7th. And um, the year before last, um, we ended up fifth. And it was really neat because for a while there, we were actually second place at that tournament. So in the 2016 tournament, going into the quarterfinals, we were actually second. And we, we shocked a lot of people. Now, it wasn't really a surprise to us, but we were just wrestling in our zone. I think that you know, just when you when you're not good, people kind of don't take you seriously. And then. You know, you look up and people are like, how in the world is Menlo College in second? So at that time, it was King at 50. We were. We're at 49 and a half, Campbellsville, Simon Fraser. But at the time, we didn't have the depth as we did. And last year, you know, we had a uh, key injury to one of our returning All-Americans. But again, our the young women we had, total team effort took over. And we walked away with four All-Americans, but we had 10 in the blood round. And uh, we still finished off fifth. But, uh, you know, we're, we're looking to do a little bit better. Um, as far as the tra trajectory since the, the team has taken over, I think that Coach Bering, oh, we can't say enough about like the effort that he puts in and how to recruit. And I, I was a part of that recruiting. It was incredibly difficult when we were not as successful as we were now to recruit. It was, it was hard. It was really interesting going to the state meet, watching coaches just really talk they just dismissed our program and, and even a lot because the reputation wasn't good either. You know, a lot of the young women didn't think that they could be successful. And we felt that, um, and I've always felt, you know, I've, I've been very fortunate to be a part of the program from when we first started. And I've been very, very fortunate to, to I've oftentimes thought that we should be able to win a national championship just because we are the only program in California. And, um, we are not hiding the fact that we're in position to be able to do that this year. Like we have a, 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 a lot of talent coming back. So we have on paper, six all Americans returning. Um, and, you know, we're just trying to do the best we can. If it's, it's get better and, and be one of the real top programs in the WCWA and the NAI. Yeah. I mean, when you guys are, you know, have a, have a team with like Katie Chesson, you had Sherilyn Sabato, you had, mm -hmm. um, Oh, by the way, Coach Sherry, she's, she might be joining us on our coaching staff in a couple of months. 
too. Now, so, yeah. she, she, I know her from when she was in high school because my daughter wrestled around the same time. My daughter got to wrestle her. Um, my daughter was in college. And she was, uh, Josh, you would know how supportive uh, Laguna Hills High School is with girls wrestling. Um, Sherilyn Sabato was the one. She was the only girl to come through Laguna Hills High School. And it was kind of cool to see that bald head show up like in her senior year, you know, because she just, she worked her butt off and got herself, got the respect, you know, that she really didn't have, you know, those three years ahead of time, but came out and everybody was kind of like, whoa, who's this girl from Laguna? She was super tough, you know, and then she got to college, you know, and then you had a really good recruiting class uh, back then because you had like Brazil Marquez, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. who was really had a lot of accolades coming in. Um, fortunately had a lot of injuries too. I know that and kind of wasn't in yeah. a weight class. It was really good for a body type. Um, you know, and some other stuff that was kind of, you know, so and I could see that. And also you guys did a great job when you came out to the combine. Unfortunately, it wasn't one of our bigger combines, but, um, you did a great job of explaining to the girls that all the misconceptions that people had with Menlo necessarily weren't accurate. Yeah. I remember that combine and, um, it's, you know, Sometimes I think what happens is is that like you can't control what kind of happened before, but what you can do is just you guys as coaches know um, you just have to coach the situations that you're in there. And so we, again, we got very fortunate with, and, and there is a reality with women's wrestling because it's still developing that you still have to coach. And so we were very fortunate that we had some young women from some very strong programs like James Logan's and. Uh, um or franklin who just they had strong backgrounds who may not have uh been able to they didn't know how to they didn't know some basics of wrestling and we had some really good athletes too so we were again very fortunate and we were able to just get some basic coaching in with them so you know it still comes down to you know head position and and hips and and just basic stuff that sometimes i feel at the high school level gets missed because some girls are just really really tough or they're really good athletes and because the sport is still developing there's still a large kind of like athletic gap now i see that skill level changing but menlo unfortunately we just had we were having girls who had never even wrestled before come out to the program and so you know that that was that was tough <laughs> it was tough to watch but yeah. marcy she did an excellent job of recruiting before that you know yeah, no, you know, that's what I was going to say, you know, it's, it's got to be tough because I know uh, this is kind of going into our, our third area here. Um, you know, you have an incoming class that's, that's pretty impressive, you know, that a lot of people would kind of uh, sell a lot to kind of get, you know, and in, in a situation like that, I mean, it's got to be really, um, it's got to be kind of tough, you know, because I know like for me, you know, I coached Diamond Guilford in high school and, and a lot mm -hmm. of people were like, oh, that girl was going to be good no matter what. And here you are with, with kind of that same uh, kind of weight on you, you know, where people don't understand, like, you got two hammers coming in. I mean, more than two, but I mean, you got two of the biggest names you could possibly get in this past recruiting class. And I know a lot of people were surprised, you know, at, at, at the jump. And, and for me, you know, as, as a fan overall of wrestling, I'm like, that, that puts Menlo immediately in the hunt immediately having two girls at that level that are coming in on top of the other girls that you recruited on top of the all Americans that you're bringing to the table, immediately you guys have to be seen as in the hunt for you as a coach, you know, how are you, you know, how are you going to handle that situation where it's like, yeah, you know what? People are going to kind of have that, that mindset of like, Oh, well, what are these coaches going to do for them anyways? They're already that good. 
you know, when you and I both know, like, you know, you got to do more. That, that Ferrari isn't going to drive itself. There's going to be, you know. Yeah, I, I know exactly what you're saying. Um, that's a very interesting. I think that that argument could be made for so many programs and not to disrespect, like, programs like King and, and uh, but, but you had King who had the Doys, uh, uh, I mean, th their their program had basically the junior world team. Now, that was also fortunate because they would go out to Body Bar every year, but they could get the number one recruiting class OCU prior to King coming along. They were recruiting some of the best girls. Um, and so I think that at some point that there were only a few schools with – there was only a few schools, and then, you know, they could recruit a lot of the talent. So I think as more schools have come along – there's just more options for young women to go to. And we, with Gracie and Aleda, we were very, very fortunate because, you know, th they're only three hours away in the Valley. And, you know, they were not our first time, excuse me. Um, they were not, this, this wasn't like our first time having to go after big fish like that. So with them in particular, we were not intimidated per se, because, you know, to be good at the collegiate level, You've got to recruit. So we tried to recruit Tashaya Alo, so out of Hawaii. And she was a multiple-time, um, you know, Fargo national champion. And we tried to talk to Gabby Garcia when we weren't good. And, and uh, oh, we weren't as successful as we were now. Um, but we, we, at some point, we had to go, you know, we're here in California. We've got to go after the best talent. Now, we weren't getting it at the time, but we were in a habit of doing that. With all that being stated, Gracie and uh, Aleda have wonderful support systems. And, you know, like Francis and 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 Gracie's that, that whole area, you guys know Selma. Mm -hmm. That that they they get after it and wrestle. That is a wonderful area. Like they are supportive one thousand percent. So we after visiting there, I could definitely see why we were a, a good fit for them. And in general, like you could say that, you know. The, it'll be it's not easy to coach you know you have to develop the relationship with the young women they've got to fit into our team chemistry um we got to integrate them in the program they trusted us their families have trusted us you know we, we want them for the next four years we're, we're, we're you know this isn't we're not just wrestling we want them to be um get their college degrees that, that that's ultimately what what it is and so our our value is faith family academics fun and wrestling that's, those are what we filter and and do everything through. And we're so Selma is like that as, as far as that family, small town environment. And Gracie and Leda came from that. And we were able to, we, again, very fortunate with Shelly Avellino, Tiana Jackson, uh, Melanie Cordero, Hibba Salem, all of our returning All Americans. And Precious Bell, like, you can't say enough. Like, she's bought in hook, line, and sinker, Yvonne Avion. I mean, you know, and not to mention some of the women we're not mentioning, like Brittany from um, Alaska. I, I could go up and down, but they've bought into what we're, we're trying to do, which is, you know, trying to be bigger than wrestling, but we're still trying to do something very, 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 very good in California. There's been no team that's won a national championship in California as a team for wrestling since 1997. And we believe that we are in position able to do that. And, um, yeah, so we believe that tw hasn't been done in 23, uh, it'll, 22 years. 
So we believe that it's possible. And we believe that the, the women are the way that they, they can have this happen. So well, it sounds a lot like you guys are a lot like Selma because you guys are taking care of everybody and taking everybody from everywhere, just, you know, embracing them. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, because we value family, it goes like this. You know, you obviously know, you know, you could pick your friends, but you can't pick your family. And yeah. so we just got to learn how to love each other and, and deal with each other w within that, that, that context. And we're still early on, you know, right now we're, uh, we're going through a training cycle with Alita for the, the world championship program. So we're all lear learning how to work through that type of situation. And, and so it's, 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 it's a unique opportunity for us. And as far as, like you said earlier, having people who are going to be good anyway, again, it still goes down to coaching. Again, you could, you can get 13, 14 hammers, but one of the things that we are very, very blessed with and actually kind of proud of is that Gracie and Alita come in as pieces but but the squad and the the structure was already built around them. Like we were top five without them, w you know, w w which is in, which with a bunch of quote unquote no names or or very little names. So again, very very excited about the opportunity of what we can do and how we think we can do it. And with the eight out of the ten returning from the blood rounds, I think we're going to put ourselves in a really good position. Now, real quick, um, you're you're going through the cycle with with Aleda right now. Who are you dealing with with that? I mean, who like her coaches? Who who who's that? Right now, it's just us, Gracie and Aleda. Um, Gracie, Aleda, and, and several of the athletes from our team. And um, so they're working with some of our our uh, quality like returners and all Americans. So we again, there's there's more people here for them to work with. So you know, so we've got quite a few people for them to work with. So it's really Coach Bering putting together the track, uh, the, the plan. We also um, had a camp this this summer with Aaron Collajo. So we're working kind of, um, you know, it's a really neat situation where some of the uh, USA wrestling is is kind of contacting us and, and we're just trying to partner with them as best we can. So, um, but, you know, we're, we're working with them. Um, you know, we've talked to their personal coaches a couple of times and uh, they're letting us know what goes on. Definitely talking with the parents initially, but you know, it's really because also Gracie and Aleda, uh, and just with any college athlete, they're adults now and they've wrestled for so long. Yeah. You know, you got to help them. They have to begin to, as as elite athletes, know their own training schedule as well too. Like, yeah. what do they like? What you know? What what type of you know? Do you want to go a bunch of live? Do you want to go th and then get our feedback back and forth as well too? So there's it's this an ongoing working relationship because we're all still building and trusting together. Yeah, and the coaches, who are their personal coaches? Is I know in the beginning it was like, you know, they had Puma and, and some other coaches and then now who really is, you know, kind of I guess laying out their like help helping you lay out their structure from their personal coaches. As of right now, um the only person I see is coach Barang at the moment because he's our coach. Yeah. Um but I know Cleo because he'd wrestled with us at Menlo was an All-American for us and coach Puma, uh, Puma. So from now, like their type Mercury coach, from my understanding, still is Cleo, um, and their coaches uh, down in and with the type Mercury. However, again, you know, I don't know who the junior world team coach is, and they're trusting Coach Barang. And you know, this this isn't new for us in a sense of running training camps and stuff. And Coach Barang has an extensive background with training women how to fight. And his own fighting background so he knows training cycles and stuff like that so the dude he's on it he's on it and um we'll, we'll see we'll yeah, see and I, then we also had katie chesson who did very well at the uh, uh trials a couple years ago again she placed in the top six and 
she went three and two. So, you know, this isn't anything necessarily new for us, but we're just, again, very blessed and very fortunate. And Gracie and Elena are, are two hammers and a bunch of hammers and we're, we're, we're growing. Yeah, no, and I, and I don't mean any disrespect or that oh, no, no, no. your guys' your guys's ability. It's more just to give people an outside to uh, an inside perspective. You know, when oh they yeah, no, I I, get, I totally got what you're saying. Yeah, like yeah. I said, as of right now, it's Coach Brang all the time. She goes with her training camps and and uh, but prior to that was definitely uh, Cleo Johnson, who was a state champ in '97 and All American for us, and uh, Coach Pumarell and all the Selma coaches. Like, yeah. don't don't get it twisted. Those Selma coaches and Coach Steiner and all of them. They 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 put in work, and 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 Gracie and Aleda are they work hard. They work hard, so can't, Cleo, can't take that away from them. Cleo was one of the few guys, or the only person I've ever seen get an escape with two seconds left in a match off the whistle. <laughs> <laughs> like it was, it, I'd never seen it before. He went out of bounds at that state tournament. I think it was like in the semis or, or maybe uh, consolation semis. I don't know consolation semis. I think, and um, he was down. And uh, it was tied, and there was they went out of bounds, and it was two seconds left, and he literally—I never seen anybody explode off the mat, face and land in a stance, and was just—I was like, oh my god, I've never seen that in my life. It was crazy. Junior, yeah, uh, I think that was his. Was that his junior year or his yeah, senior his year? Junior year. Yeah, because <laughs> that was against. Uh, I think, yeah, that was against one of our wrestlers, 96, <laughs> James Logan, Barheen Bott. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Coach, uh, yeah, Co Coach, uh, that, yeah, that, that was, that was a, that was a rough <laughs> go. He's my right. teammate, though. Dude, dude could wrestle, though. So, you know, and, and, I mean, I was his teammate, and hey, it was awesome. And he's a great coach, and, and what he's doing down there in the Valley and, and for the Central Valley Wrestling Association is pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, it's, it's neat to see someone, like, as, as, athletically gifted as him able to coach yeah you get that a lot of times you know what i'm saying like you have somebody like a james geesar who was like a cat i mean i've never seen a guy who like who was able to move literally it looked like a cat he would just be like boom 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 and then yeah. like and he was just crazy but for him it was more like just do this yeah <laughs> it's like yeah. no you do that. We don't do that. Human beings don't move that way. That we were just having a conversation about Gizar the other day and, and uh, how good he was and, and how special of an athlete he was. But then, like, his mentality, too, was was on a different chain. Like, he just wanted to win. And great gifts, the will to win and, and hard work, you can you can get stuff done, you know? Yeah, I don't know that he even knew a move, to be honest. I don't think he knew a move. I think he just wrestled. Like, he didn't know – Anything was he just he was in and it was like oh my god and seeing Jonas, Jonas from Moore Park go at it because they were it was insane because Jonas was like long and lanky and Gisar was just explosive and like just boom you know and yeah. Jonas would slow you down and kind of just long and just outside singles and stuff like that and then Gisar just boom right through you and you didn't have a chance to like react because you were just on your ass you know and it's, yeah. Um, blowing through you. He's, he, he was like that. Yeah, he was like that. Yeah. Anyhow, go ahead, Josh. Hit him with the. All right. Um, besides Gracie and Aleda, who are your incoming uh, recruits coming in? And also a little extra to that is what, how many scholarships do you guys have? And financial aid on top of that, how are you getting these kids in? I know Menlo is not really a inexpensive college to go We're to. We're expensive. Now. Okay. So, um, but you're worth it, right, Coach? But you're worth yeah. it. Yeah. Hey, you know, we're in the Silicon Valley, and, and um, we had one young woman graduate. She uh, 
uh, one of our, our athletes, Marilyn Garcia, we're proud of her. She works in that, uh, she's got an uh, internship at KPMG, which is like a really large accounting firm up here in the, uh, like corporate things. And um, young woman who graduated last year, Kate Fitzpatrick, worked at LinkedIn. So she did the summer internship. She got a job out of Chicago. So like that, that happens all the time here. So, you know, they're not just paying for like a degree. They're paying for an experience. With that being stated, um, I would say outside of Gracie and later, Emily Sandoval, she was a state finalist. She got second in state. Um, Alyssa Gomez got seventh in state. Um, Jasmine Ruiz out of Tokay. She got fifth in state the year before, you know, multiple times state qualifier. Esmeralda Royal out of Elk Grove. She was a four-time state qualifier, two-time state place winner, seventh and sixth. Girl Mario, one of your girls, Mario. Um, she did wrestle for me this year. I wouldn't call her one of my girls. You know, she she had. Uh, I was just the coach that was lucky enough to sit in her corner during this final campaign. Oh, that's Royal. Royal. Yeah. Um, good relationship with all your girls. So I just assumed it was like one of your girls, like see her in a swamp singlet or something. Uh, you know what? She was she was she was good before I was at El Grove. I don't want to try and put my name on her. Don't 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 get me twisted. Man. Come on yeah. now, you know, kind of bump into her and like, oh, you're mine. Like you know. Uh, oh, that's fair. Yeah. Mario's not putting his name on it. Yeah, oh goodness! Well, we know it, yeah, everybody contributes. Um, and you have uh, Alyssa Gomez. She got seventh in state this year, out of Walnut. Um, um do we have another girl, uh, Ariana. Uh, she was a late addition. Ariana. Um, I, I think came here last night because it's our largest class, and she was seventh in state a uh, year before last. Marlena Salinas. So she was a cadet All American. She got third and fourth in state. Um, she was a, a wonderful late addition for us. And we kind of been recruiting her in, in the long game in a, a, a long time. And uh, I think we got him, Jasmine. I think I got all of our recruits. Um, oh, and we have Juliana Pepe. So she's a state finalist out of Washington, out of Washington State. And uh, so, we get, yeah, we, we have a very successful class coming in. As far as scholarships goes, um, we just try to do the best we can to make it work. So everybody has a different financial situation. And because there's things like the Pell Grant, Cal Grant, and the school's able to to give some money, we try to work it around that. So everybody's scholarship is different. Um, and so we kind of work it around that. And this last year, we had a unique situation where we had the, um, they call it the, the opportunity scholarship, where um, students from a certain low uh, income level could come in, so that that's how we were able to get some. So we get creative as we possibly can. No one pays the full fifty something thousand dollars it it is. So we we try to do the best we can, and we try to do the best we can with what we've got, you know. And, and even then, I think I'm hopefully I didn't miss any of our 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 freshmen, but we got them all. Like Jasmine, yeah, as many as we can. So yeah, awesome. Okay, nice. Okay, um. So with that being said, you guys are you guys are NAIA, right? Yes, we are. Well, that's got to help them with the emerging sport. I mean, how do you guys feel about that? The fact that NAIA jumped on board before the NCAA and kind of are having it like that emerging sport uh, status or, or situation going on. Well, the way I look at it was is that um, it was supposed to be happening a while ago. It was kind of inevitable because NAIA is really kind of made up of a lot of small enrollment driven schools. Wrestling itself is is um, you know, it, it can add a lot of students. And with women's wrestling, that's just an untapped student market or base. So um, with that, we're incredibly excited, incredibly excited. We're still working out the kinks of it. But, you know, it, it, in our particular region, 
you know, with the, the, the men's cascade conference, I think the only school that doesn't have women's wrestling is Emory Riddle, but all the schools, Oh, and Montana state Northern, but all the schools right now in the conference have uh, all, but two have women's wrestling. So uh, we're definitely excited on that. Um, I, I could also see it happening as a testing ground for the NCAA because um, the, from my understanding, there's a little bit more bureaucracy within the NCAA than, than um, it, you know, it, it just takes a little bit longer because of the resources allocated, Title IX, all that other good stuff. So there's just, you know, it's definitely going to be good when, like, the Pac-12 and, and the Big Ten and the Big 12 offer uh, offer wrestling, you know, offer women's wrestling. But I think that, like, truthfully, it's still got to be a lot of stuff kinked out. I, I think that the misconception is that they're just going to be girls show up on campus. But also remember that women's wrestling is still developing. So, you know, as, as a still developing sport, you know, there's going to be a large gap of of talent and coaching talent. So you're going to have the coaches to be very patient, assistant coaches to help develop it and bring it along. Uh, I and also think that with coaching young ladies, I mean, people don't like to say it, but there there is a different approach to coaching yes. young ladies than coaching young men. And it's, it's hard to say that without trying to sound sexist because there are, of course, there are the girls that are used to be on a boys team. They're used to just being one of the guys, but there's also the other side too. That's never been on a boys team. Mm-hmm. There's just a different approach. And some of these elite coaches don't necessarily aren't, aren't necessarily used to dealing with that difference in coaching style. You know, um, I, that's why I think that it's neat that more, I guess, coaches who are, who are younger mm-hmm. are coming along who are more used to who, you know, like women wrestling isn't new to them. Um, I think that's that's pretty neat. Um, w- with that being stated, though, like, yeah, you're right. You're right. It is different. It is different. And you have to, like, be very, you know, it's coach anyone. You got to do what you say. Be very direct. And, you know, it's a practice room. You set your practice schedule, practice schedule structure, intense in that practice structure. I heard one coach say, you know, you treat them like women. I mean, treat them like men in the practice room. I guess you go hard on them. And then, like, that was his coaching philosophy. And then you – uh you treat them like ladies off the mat. Mm-hmm. And um, we have our own unique structure. We Again, we're very fortunate that the, that the culture itself, that the, the young women have taken on their own culture. And uh, we're, we're excited and blessed about that. And, you know, I had to learn. I had, I had a learning curve because coaching two and few in high school with all the guys is totally different than coaching an all-women's team. And I had to take my lumps early, but – Hopefully, I'm still getting better at it. It's it's constantly improvement. Yeah, I know. Um, the the coach who was the coach of women's soccer in the early 2000s, um, he was asked that same question. You know, is there a difference between coaching men and coaching women? You know, and he was like, oh, "How do I answer this?" And he says, "Well, I can walk into a room of men and say clearly, you know, at the first workout of the year, and say, I, I'm clearly clearly some of you have been letting off. You're 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 going to hold this team back." You know, you let yourselves go, like all these things, and all the men will be there shaking their heads. Nope, not me, not me. You go into the next room with the women's national team, you say the exact same thing, and every person in that room is going, oh, my God, he's talking about me. He's talking about me. You know, and I thought it was a really neat way 
to answer a question without sounding sexist, you know, and it clearly that could be misconstrued that way. Yeah. You know, so uh, Mario, you got one for us. So, yeah, I do. Um, you have a uh, big variety of girls this year. You've got some some hammers incoming. You have some uh, returning All-Americans. Um, and and I'm sure you've got some uh, some other girls that are are solid wrestlers that we don't know about yet that are still incoming, you know. Uh, uh, and so my question is, is kind of your coaching philosophy as far as uh, how do you separate that? Um, do, do you send them to different tournaments? And then ultimately when it comes down to the wire, do you give them wrestle-offs? Do your All-Americans get their spot until they deem it not theirs? How, how do you break it down? I know it's a... Uh, oh, it's a... Oh, oh, this is is a, a straight up process. It's wrestle offs. So, yeah, you you got to wrestle your position. Um, we hold wrestle offs quite frequently. Um, you have to beat the starter two out of three times, and uh, like we have the preliminary, like where we have a, a mini tournament where everybody declares their weights and they have to wrestle each other within those weight classes, and then we uh, then we uh, we we get after it and and. Uh, so as far as the, the traveling and, and teams go, budget goes, we, we're not at the budget yet where we split teams. So like a tournament like they have in Rockland, everybody's going to that. Our own tournament, everybody's wrestling at that. Um, we're hosting the, uh, I believe we're hosting the WCWA regionals. We just got that bid. So everybody, you know, that can wrestle at that is going to wrestle at that. Um, and um, that's going to be awesome for our state to be able to go watch that event. Yeah, yeah. So we just got to finalize the dates for that. But um, you know, we're we're excited about that as well. Um, and as far as everything goes, you know, we we try to be as as best we can. So this is where our philosophy comes in, where faith, family, academics, fun comes in. Because you know, in the past we've had to pick fifteen wrestlers. This year is going to be a, quali- a qualifier, but last year we had to pick fifteen wrestlers. So it's going to come down to things like because we are a highly talented room. Your grades, you know, um, missing out practice, stuff like that, attitude, like all the things that we can't see. So there will be somebody who's really talented, but they're struggling in, or they're not getting it done in the classroom. Because sometimes it's a difference between struggling in the classroom and not going to class or whatever. But that's not necessarily a challenge we have. So it, it comes down to doing the small things, you know, going to all the lists, doing the extra work and stuff like that for, for us to pick our our sometimes 12, 13, 14, and 15th. Although we have a, we've got a harder, it's because of the talent and the quality of team we have this year, we know it's going to be tougher. So it's going to be wrestle off, challenging. And then as we fundraise, we'll see what could happen. It, we will increase the capacity to take people to, to certain tournaments and stuff like that. But, you know, if you guys know a couple of millionaires, we'd love to take every person on the team and uh, endow our program. So if you know somebody, Give me the the number offhand, and but you know it it is a fundraising thing because we have because there is a reality being the only team in in um, California and being one of few West Coast teams we do have to travel quite a bit so we have to go to Missouri um, going up to Canada this year um, a lot of the Midwest tournaments stuff like that but we don't go out there often we don't and the advantage is we actually don't drive a lot so we don't put that wear and tear of being in a 13, 15 hour car ride compete go back you know that that's a 26 to 27 hour weekend then you got to go back to practice on monday yeah that's what i was going to say too uh historically we don't see menlo at a lot of events but they show up to the events that matter yes you know, up 
to nationals or showing up, you know, at the big events that, you know, where you really want to do well. And with that too, how do you feel about the fact that they've changed the format of the, of the WCWA where you're only allowed X amount of people? I know we've had the discussion before about Napa. For me, I think Napa should be that way. I think Napa should be, or not Napa, uh, Fargo. Fargo should be, um, you know, only a set number of people, um, you know, let's see who the best really is, you know, really put it out there on the line. Do you think it's a, it's better to have that limited number uh, at the WCWA? Or do you think it'd be better just to let everybody wrestle and Hey, no, no. So as, as, so I've experienced a tournament from two points of views, one from the outside uh, of, of like when I first coached the team and I was more of an outsider, um, like, cause I just gone to the national tournament and one other tournament. And then as a coach, so it's you want to always like with any wrestling tournament, you want to get the best competition as you possibly can. I think that the reason why the WCWA was set up like how it was was because the uh, they didn't have enough, there weren't enough participants. So you bring your whole roster and your whole lineup. I think that as more teams have been added and the quality of wrestling has gotten better, you know. Um, cause I remember when one year Menlo hosted the WCWO tournament, I think that thing was over in a very short amount of time because all the first round pins, you know, cause again, still developing sport. So now I'm watching it and thank God it's freestyle, not a lot of overtime, but these matches are, are incredible and intense. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what we were there for when they said, Hey, you know, you got to only bring 15. So I, I saw that. I mean, that, that was inevitably coming in every year. They're talking about a qualifier. So we're putting in the qualifiers this year for the WCWA top six out of your region. Um, or, you know, I think they're still working out those details. The NAIA, as far as an invitational goes, we're not quite sure how that's going to go, but it's an invitational. So I believe it's going to be open to, to every team and, you know, everyone coming in. Um, but it's and just a sign of growth. The right? They're still doing the WCWA tournament and they're still doing it. The, and they're doing the, uh, yes, we are. yeah, we are. yeah. Um, there was a little angst, uh, um, because a lot of NAI schools were like, hey, we're just going to do the NAI because I think their ADs were like, hey, we're going to do it. Um, but I think at least for now, it's two national. Yeah, it, it's, it, it costs a lot. So I think for now, at least this year, you're going to see a lot of teams at two national tournaments. And then we'll see what happens in the future as more programs add. I think that this is where the NAI is going to definitely get a an advantage over the smaller NCAA schools. I.e., you know, some of the smaller schools like uh, like Emmanuel McKendry, who were very successful within their own right, Simon Fraser and stuff. But I think that if they can say, hey, the opportunity to compete for an official national championship at, at the year after next and and really go down into the history books, like you have to think about it. The women who win the NAIA national tournament year after next in 2020 are going to, or is it 2020, 1920? Yeah, 2021 are going to be in the National Wrestling Hall of Fame. Their, their, their names are going to go in there as the first official college national wrestling tournament. You know, so I think that if schools are going to recruit, they need to use that as a as a recruiting tool. And I think that with Pacific opening up, you know, in Southern California, Pacific Life Co- College, the new program, they're going to think they're having women year after next. You know, it's, it's going to be great for the, the opportunity of women in, in California. Yeah. Nice. Mario, want to hit him with that last question? We want to make sure we don't keep coach too long. Um, okay. Um, basically, just to, to, to kind of wrap up, going going over your, your general coaching approach for the season, um, 
I know you talked about it a little bit earlier with your uh, uh, different roles um, between your coaches, but um, without giving up your strategy, just kind of your philosophy is, uh, as far as on the coaching side. Well, you just want to peak them for different events. So you just have to like, you know, like anything, you, you have your training cycles and stuff like that. So essentially what you want to do is just, we just have to make sure that we're, we're always looking to peaking towards the next tournament. So one of the advantages of our schedule is we don't compete every week. So we compete every three weeks or so like that. And, um, as a result, we get to work on what you work on and then go into the room and, and you work on what you need to work on. And then you get to bring it out the next tournament. And it's always getting better. It's always getting better. And, you know, we don't wrestle a lot. That's about it. I can see that work in both ways. Um, mm -hmm. Not wrestling every, you know, so frequently because the weight, yeah. you, know, keep, you know, but I, I think too, that probably leads into more into, like you said, girls buying into the system, buying into the program, knowing that they're a cog in the wheel. They're not the whole wheel. Yeah. That, you know, that everybody does their part to make sure the team is successful. Yeah. You see a lot of programs, girl wrestles one oh six in high school. You see her freshman year in college and she's a one twenty seven and she's yeah. like, oh, I can't I can't lose the weight. And you're looking at her like you're thirty eight percent body fat. At yeah. Least. Not to give a young lady a body image, but I'm just saying like you know that you know they got a little bit to lose and, and you know they, they do make a big jump sometimes, you know, and, and but to see your girls, you know, being able to maintain their weight, like I said, I think says a lot about your ability to, to get the girls to buy into your system. And um, yeah, and and yeah. that's actually not just just us. Like we have a a, a sports performance staff that mm -hmm. that that uh, we don't have to necessarily worry about physically. Like our weight, they have a separate. We have a separate weightlifting coach, and we have someone. And our sports performance staff works with our cafeteria. Okay. You know, and, and and getting them the right foods. We actually have an athletic food section where they, they know what to eat and how to eat. And, you know, um, and it's progressive too. We, you know, from day one, like guys, you know, we'll tell them right away that we understand, you know, you're, you're on your own, whatever, but you know, you, you, you can make weight easy. You can make weight hard. And so a lot of it is, is just checking the way you eat, you know? Um, and I've been fortunate because the young women have seen me an example. I used to be a lot heavier and they see me just change the way I eat over the last couple of years and, and change the way that I I've, been able to to be an example to them so they see a living example and we've got a lot of examples around them about like what to eat and how to eat it and it's also a big san francisco bay area like <laughs> yeah, yeah. well not only that but it's like a lot of vegans and and all natural food you know it's it's just you know so you know and as one of the things i had to learn real fast is that women wrestlers are very particular eaters and so <laughs> <laughs> whereas male wrestlers will eat everything like they don't care or or they just don't they don't complain as openly <laughs> <laughs> like, like they're like oh goodness you know so you just eat this whereas we're like oh no so and you know that that's really unique but that, again we take advantage of being in a, a very health conscious area you know like southern california health conscious area you know so that that's not necessarily the case in like the midwest and like say a remote area of Arkansas where the health options may be limited or, or, um, Is it gravy? yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> or, or, or like the Midwest where you've got both and where the, the health crazy just kind of coming on. So they may not necessarily know, but again, we're, we're very, very fortunate and very blessed.
Hey, Mario, know, so, yeah. Mario, how terrible is it that Coach is talking about how he's leaned out and he's still bigger than we will ever be? <laughs> <laughs> Just like BS, dude. I picked up Coach. I picked up Coach. Literally, it was, it was kind of a freak thing. Coach's family lives literally four doors down. I could spit to their doorstep right here, you know, and I, I'm like, oh, where, where are you at, coach? He's like, oh, I'm, I'm in Pasadena. I'm like, oh, I live in Pasadena. This is great. He sends me, like, his his aunt's address. Like, you're at your aunt's house, right, coach? Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm like, wait, this GPS is messed up. Hold on, coach. And I'm, like, hitting it a couple times, and I'm like, it's four doors down down the street, you know, and then <laughs> walking out, and I, and I got a little-ass Prius, and I'm like, oh, God, like, He's gonna look like a cartoon coming out of my car. He's this big guy getting in my tiny little Prius. Oh uh, no! Yeah, I can fit him a little bit better now. At that, at that time. There's a little more room. I don't, I don't have to yeah. be up against the door. Nah, like, nah, yeah, I've, I've, I've <laughs> lost about forty some pounds since then. So you know, over two years, one hundred nine pounds. And, and can I have just, it? Uh, yeah. Have it? You want to give us some height too? <laughs> oh no, no, it's good. It's good. Still lift. Still lift. <laughs> Mario and I are freaking playing handball. Mario, like, just a little bit of that. Yeah. I think they're creepers. <laughs> Mario, did you ask for a few inches? Okay, so here we go. Let's see. So um all right, coach. Well that's I mean, you got anything else for us? I mean, we don't no, want to you know what? I, I, I appreciate what you guys are doing for women's wrestling. I think that um especially in California as the largest populous state, so anything we can do to get it out there, uh, I'm hoping that uh you know we can do as far as menlo college goes we can do something special for the state of california i can say this is that we're not here because like a lot of coaches have bought into it so we would love to show up to the state tournament with the national championship trophy um but it, and it's really thankful to every coach who's who's poured into a, a young woman who's believed in women's wrestling and girls wrestling against against the grain you know, and saw it as a, as an emerging market. So we're incredibly thankful for the state of California. We're incredibly thankful for coaches who believe in what we're trying to do. We're incredibly blessed by God that families have, have bought into what we're trying to do. So again, thank you guys for what you're doing. Thank you guys for offering this particular avenue to help market the sport. And thank you guys for what you guys are doing for women's wrestling in California. Really appreciate it. Nah, we appreciate it, Coach, for sure. Um, I actually, I got, I got a, somebody text me a question if you don't mind. Sure. Um, sure. You know, um, I, I don't, I don't know what what they're talking about necessarily, but uh, they said um, with the incoming class coming in and seeing Gracie Gracie Figueroa train with UFC fighters, does it make you nervous at all that she might get hurt? What's that no. about? Carla Esparza is an alumni. No, I think what they're talking about is uh, yeah, she's Carla alumni. Esparza is alumni. Yeah. And um, and she's just scrapping, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, like I mean, it takes punches or anything. I'm yeah, it's, it's 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 probably wrestling training. I mean, yeah. truth is, is that we're all different athletes, and we're all different. Everything's different, you know what I'm saying? And so, like, it doesn't make me nervous or anything because I mean, Grace Gracie's at a whole different level in general, so she knows how to handle herself. Um, with that being stated, though, like Carla is an a, a alumni of us, uh, alumna. And the fact that she could reach out and connect with Gracie is a wonderful situation. And, and, and just like the men, let's just be honest, like, cause we've had two fighters come out of Menlo college, uh, Ashley Lee Evans and, um, and, and Carla Esparza. So there are other avenues outside of the, the freestyle and Olympic um, circuit that are going to present themselves to these young women, just like they are to the young men as well. So I, I can't, 
I'm not upset at that. It doesn't make me nervous. It just shows that like, I, I've only been around Gracie for, in the training since like the last two weeks. And that young woman is just hungry. She's she just she's she's a delight off the mat, like super pleasant and 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 funny as all get out. Like, oh my gosh, she's like a wonderful personality. Like, it's it's she's like this cute, like if you, you want your daughter to be like her, you know, to an extent, you know, like yeah. And she's just she's just bubbly and whatever. Um, and in the same sense, like when she like, but when that when she gets in the room, like it's awesome. She's like, hey. We, we got to do, we got to drill coach. And she's just, she's on it, you know, because she's trying to win an Olympic gold medal. She's trying to, she's trying to be great. And so she does what great people do. So Carlos Spars is great. You great people find other great people to train and get better. You know, she, she, she does what it takes to get better. I can't be mad at that. I'm not nervous. She's, she's no. be all right. Yeah. No, no, I didn't, I didn't realize that that was going on, but I, it, yeah, it I, was a social media thing. Yeah. I could, I could see though, where you got two high level athletes like that. They know how to roll. I don't. I yeah. don't think most MMA injuries occur during wrestling training. Mm. You know, I, I think most high level athletes pretty much know what they're what they're going, how they're rolling. I mean, with a freak accident, maybe I guess, mm. but I think that would probably be that would probably occur anyways. Yeah. And Carla being an All American and and you know still being so active, I think that would probably be a good, just a good way to change things up too. Getting a new part, a new body in front of you. Yeah. Maybe that might just you know take take some of the norm. Off of you know just wrestling training. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, she trained with us, so it was, it's a good go. Hey, hey guys, I got to get going. Thank you, no, guys. Hey, so thanks a lot, Coach. No, hey, we appreciate it. Uh, again, thank you so much. We're of course gonna be watching out for Menlo, and we'll be spreading the word. Uh, hopefully, we can do this again. Hopefully, we can do this again. Absolutely, we'd, be, we'd love to have you on. So, any anytime you even feel like you got something to talk about, just hey, just let us know. <laughs> this up, and just hey, Coach, I want to. We're gonna rap about this, or a topic comes up, or we got something wrong, or whatever. Let us know. Hit well, us up. you know what? No, you got, just uh, just plug our tournaments or something like that. But but you guys will see our schedule. All right. See you soon. Yeah. Appreciate what you guys are doing. Thank you. All right. Thanks a lot, Coach. Check you take out. care. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right, guys. Well, that was Coach. A lot of fun, huh? We kept him yeah. a lot longer, I think, than he was prepared to be on for. <laughs> But he was good about it. I mean, he, you know, stayed on. He probably had his baby. Doing some good things over there, in Menlo. Man, they're heading in the right direction. It's it's good to see a uh, a California team kind of taking charge. So it's good to see our girls staying in California too. Yeah, so definitely that's, exciting. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hopefully we get some more. Um, see them out here more too. Events out here for the, for the colleges to come out to and stuff. I mean, Mario, you're kind of lucky. You got you live up there where you got the the TOC. You got the Menlo Open. You got you can kind of see them wrestle a couple times through the year. Yeah, well, and now um, having that that regional, that's going to be exciting. I mean, I'll bring all my girls out there. Like that's this is what we're looking for. I mean, there's no better time to to show them what the potential of the future is. You know. Yeah. No, for sure. So, um, speaking of your girls, did you guys see uh, who was that? Corona. No. Yeah. Did you see uh, Jimmy Bowers post hey. up? I can't I can't control who just shows up in my wrestling room. Good kids want to go to good programs. What can oh, I say? You know, what am I supposed to do? You know, I'm, I mean, <laughs> they, they show we up. We love you, Jimmy. We want you to know. We love you. We're thinking about you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let me see if I could uh, I could bring it up here. Okay, there we go. I just, I just. Hey, uh, I'm not gonna lie. I'm crossing my fingers and and waiting to see Jimmy's uh, name light up on our phone call right now. Yeah. Right. 
<laughs> Let's see this here. Okay, hang on a second. Let me. Uh, oh, that's let me a good looking dude. Or, let's see that. Let's yeah. see here. Give me, give me a better this? screenshot than that. How's, how's oh. this? Okay, so this is on the Lady Panther Wrestling. So you got left to right Unity Cordova, who's just a stud little little one. I think she's the one on one, right? Um, and then you got Danielle Garcia, uh, Amara Devericks, and Emily Whaley. Okay, at least two of the fifty uh, percent of this is uh, import. <laughs> if you guys uh, know what I mean, um. And, Come on, Jimmy, call yeah. in. I'm banking on you right now. <laughs> <laughs> so uh Danny coming in though. Danny is uh she's tough, dude. Daniel Garcia's uh, tough. He's he's reloading. I mean, I see them, I see them as a uh a good shot of uh upsetting Northview this year and, and taking that uh southern section. Now southern is she the, title. was she the one at Sultana? She was. She transferred uh she was actually somewhere before that. But was but was that was that the one that didn't get registered and couldn't wrestle in CIF? That's from what I Sultana. Heard. Yes. Oh, well, so I heard that. So I mean, I don't know that I would have stayed if somebody forgot to register my daughter. Returning state placer. Well, we had one on our on our select team, Journey Frazier. Um, so yeah, I mean, my heart goes out to those kids, and I mean. You kind of get it too because people are like, "Oh, it's about the kids," but it's like, "No, it's about you adults learning to keep deadlines." So that's kind of tough too. But yeah, I mean that that's a yeah, big pickup. That's a different Oprah altogether. If I was looking at the entry list and I knew a good girl wasn't on that list, I would reach out to that coach and say, "Hey, uh, this girl isn't registered." Instead of sitting on it so that my girl could place higher or something that's a little bit of i don't know don't lie dude you would you would do like some of these people did and register a good girl and your daughter's weight at a different weight class and be like sorry you registered late at that other weight you got to go that weight now <laughs> that's that's ridiculous and people did that which i'm sure they did no they 100 percent did I, I saw it i was like oh that's a way to get around it so i you can trust i was i was monitoring the uh the, the list as the deadline was getting close, making sure I didn't get hosed that way. But uh, but that's a pretty big pickup for for uh, for Corona, man. I mean, uh, I know Devrix fell a little short last year, but she's tough as all nails. Unity's really tough, and having Danny come in, um, anytime you can add a state placer to your team, I think it uh, helps your cause. That's for sure. So good for Bowers, I guess. Uh, but it's, hey, good hey, for, it's good for California hey, hey, just, wrestling. Just like it's you said in our previous wrestling. interview, just like you said in our previous interview, Ramos, someone's got to drive the Ferrari, right? Let's give our boy Jimmy some credit. Jimmy's Let's give our boy Jimmy some credit here. I mean, how's he going to put that team together? I mean, it takes a lot of planning. So, <laughs> so that's uh, that's an interesting transfer news. Um, I will go over uh, Napa next time. All but right. uh, incoming freshmen, guys, who are some of the incoming freshmen you guys are like? This, this incoming freshman class? Okay, so, well, so, so there's, there's wait, wait, wait. Before, we, before we even get into the names, this past year, how many incoming freshmen were really, really, really on the radar? I could think of two. Osteen?
Bowman. Valdivia, okay. I'd say Valdivia was on that incoming radar. Valdivia too. Valdivia too. Uh, as much as he would want to like keep her you know, brushed under the rug and all that stuff. Yeah. So, so those three were really like big question marks. Charlotte. 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 Four. Four. Yeah. Four. Don't forget Charlotte. We all knew who she was coming in. Yeah. Oh, but she didn't qualify for state. That's the people would say. But she all year. Cargo finalist. Cargo finalist this year. Like just goes to show how tough that section really was. Only got two placers. Um, but now those four girls were really, really, really tough. Would you say this incoming class has more meat to it? Oh, by double. I, it might be the best incoming girls freshman class ever as far as uh, cal caliber of girls' uh, uh, accomplishments. I mean, we have that um, – three, three, three Pan Am members or four? Four, four that I can think of right off the top. We have Elor. We have um, uh, Jennifer Soto. We have Cristel Rodriguez. And um, Mario, what's wrong with your fingers? We have Lillian Fritas. I have short Jesus. fingers, man. Did you see those things? Put them back up. Look, I got to see this. Dude, those things are – sausages are not even good. Let me see those things. Good. No. <laughs> Look at no. Like, like, thong, like toes on your head. Is it? Oh, my God. He has, he has, four, he has five thumbs. He has five <laughs> Jesus, you must cut your fingernails with toenail clippers. Look at how thick those things were. My God. Sorry, I got totally sidetracked. Oh, that's fantastic. Toenail clippers. Dude, my Lord. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm okay, sorry. Who, go, over, go over those numbers again. <laughs> right, well, what the hell were we talking about? You're saying Amit Alor. Who's coming in? Amit Alor, Christelle Rodriguez, Jennifer Soto, and uh, uh, Lillian uh, Fritas. Those are all Titan Mercury girls, too, aren't they? Oh, except one. Oh, man. Wait, but, okay, wait, so till, wait till after that trip and see. Yeah, wait till that, that Mexico trip, Mario. We might see Mario in a Titan Mercury shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Mercury. So, uh, yeah. I, okay, so Frida's is what a thirteen-time state champ, something like that. Dude, the girl is the truth, bro. She. Uh, that's what I'm saying. These girls that are coming in have the caliber, have the ability to hang with our boys. You know what I mean? And and, and it's they're just, it's 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 gonna be, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun watching them compete. It's gonna kind of suck for these other girls that have been established in the high school game for two or three years that are about to just get turfed by these incoming freshmen, you know, it's like, Hey, it's, it's the nature of the beast. Yeah. Because I mean, they, these girls started wrestling young, right? I mean, young. So they got years of experience under their belt. You got, I mean, okay. So let's see here. So Fritas is coming in around one something around there. Okay, like in that in that one thirties, one in between one thirty, one forty. Yeah, I think she's a little. I'm gonna go. What is one forty four for five hundred? <laughs> okay, and then Elor is coming in at what? Uh, that that one I don't know. That I, would, I would guess a little bigger. I, I was gonna guess. I'm gonna say in that sixties, one six zero. Maybe she's, a little bit. She's she's bigger than Lily. She's bigger than Lily, yeah. and Lily is yoked up, bro. Yeah. She is. She is the real deal. Dude, when I saw Ahmet for the first time at San Marino, 
down there for I think Helen Camp or something like that. And she was drilling with Helen. And I was like, that kid is put together. Like she she looks the part. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, I was impressed, to say the least. I heard of her, heard the legends, and I had I, my daughter wrestled with her sister. Um, and when you hear Elor, you think like a big, you know, because her brother and her sister, they're big, you know, but then she comes in and it's like, God, that kid, she looked like Drago, dude, like a female Drago. She looks like she's ready to rock. So, you yeah. know, so 150, 160, I met Frida's at 140. Um, uh, I'm guessing, I'm guessing Christelle at, um, at, uh, 100s and Soto probably 106s, 111s, you know, unless she, she happens to get bigger. 117 a possibility. Um, yeah. We might here's get a thing, man, here's 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 something to chat about. I'm not sure, and and it's not my area. You may know you know you may know better than me, but I'd heard that Christelle isn't even going to wrestle the girls' circuit next year, including postseason. She's doing all boys. She wants to make the boys line up at Buchanan. She can't. Doesn't matter. Can't. You can't do postseason. You can't do postseason in the boys, no matter what. I don't know. I think you can choose. I, yeah, you can choose still. Is what my understanding is. You guys are both wrong. They literally split it. Back in oh, because Amanda Hendy was the number one girl on a, a person on her team, and she was only allowed to compete because they were phasing it out. So that 2011 class was the last class that was allowed to compete on the boys' side. So that well, was let's 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 be realistic. Um, at a high caliber school like Buchanan, uh, I don't see her making the boys' lineup. That's just my personal opinion, and I'm entitled to it. But uh, there's there's no way in God's green earth that a girl is going to make a at a state caliber team that a girl's going to make the boys lineup. They were actually in, the, in California. The they were the number two team in the country. Uh, that's yeah, right in California. You could be in like Podunkville, Montana, most likely. You go to some school that doesn't have very good boys, you're going to make the lineup, but. That's that's a that's a good goal, lofty goal, and she is good. Don't get me wrong, but I I, I mean I don't want to go out on a limb and say yes, she can. However, the weight classes, the 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 little guys, it just it really depends. Wrestling math never adds up. You've got to see it on the mat. You know, it's it's a hundred pounds. Well, I guess it would be one hundred six. So that's that's true. It, it turns into one hundred eight, and she. I saw, yeah. I saw her wrestling at Battle in the Parking Lot at a hundred. 98 these boys that are wrestling varsity this year are wrestling at 125 that are going to be 108 pounders yeah so there is some give there i i you know you gotta admit um, it i would I, uh, me as a fan you know i would love to see her on the girls circuit because she's that good she has every right to be on that podium at state and I'd like to see it. You know what I mean? So I feel like her by her going on the boys circuit and doing that thing, like we're, lo we're losing one. You know what I mean? So I don't want to see it. I do understand the goal and I don't want to take it away. And if that is your goal, you know, you on a vision quest, do that shit. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to stop it, but I'm just coming from a fan's perspective. I want to see her. I want to see her in Bakersfield wrestling against some of our other, you know, badass hundred pound girls in the state. So that's, that's just me. You know, my personal feelings as a fan. That's what, all. What high school? So she's going to Buchanan. Where is Amit going? Do we know? 
I, I don't know, to be honest. I don't, I don't Lily, Lily's going to Pittman. Yes. And Soto? And Soto is... Last I was told was Orland, but I, I don't speak for Soto. I don't know. You don't? Just, You're not just a coach? Yeah, tight yeah. Mercury, here she comes. Um, yeah, so... I, I mean, I, I'll be surprised if they change the rule. But my understanding was back then, because there was some other girls coming through that were real tough, and they wanted to compete against the boys, and they were like, Ixnate, not happening. You cannot wrestle the boys anymore. Girls have their own thing. Go do the girl thing. So, and... Can, can girls wrestle in CIF duels? That's a negative. No postseason for the girls. So, because... I guess I what don't what, know. What, I mean, maybe that's. Oh, different. you know what? At least, at least in our section, the 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 section team duels is the same weekend as our girls' division. Yeah, so, so is ours. Never, it's on purpose. Never work out. Yeah, yeah, it's on purpose. So, yeah, and there's just there's no postseason girls on the boys' side anymore. So, like I said, that 2011 class was. And here's the thing too: it wasn't like a freshman who came in in 2011 could still wrestle postseason. No. They were phasing it out. So it was actually like 2010, I want to say. They said no more boys unless you had already qualified for the boys the year before that in nine. So if you qualify for boys in nine, then you can do it in 10 and you could do it in 11. But as of 2010, if you had not qualified for two, the boys by 2009, you were no longer allowed to wrestle the boys. So they let those girls who had finish out and then it was no more. So, and that was because, like I said, Amanda Hindi was in there winning duels for her boys at, at Boys CIF duels. She was beating or challenging Boys CIF placers. Uh, and it was up, you know, at 130s. You know, she, she was, or 120s, uh, you know, doing big things. Now she's on the senior level doing big things. But uh, I don't think it's possible anymore. So no. that'll be interesting to see if she comes in. We talked about her last week. We also got Katie Gomez coming in uh, out of Birmingham. So how does Katie uh, stack up against the 106 that we just talked about uh, from Buchanan? I don't know. Have they wrestled Mario? I Katie think Gomez, I, I don't know her personally, but I've been told from some reliable people that she is legit. Wolf Wolf was up here this weekend, and he he said, "Hey, dude, she's she's the truth. She's going to come in and do some damage as a freshman." And she I is. believe it. So I yeah I uh, I look forward to seeing her on the scene as well. Don't don't let her get overlooked just because she isn't on the Pan Am thing. You know what I mean? That's another one not to sleep on. There's another good. Uh, she won the three girl coming I up she, too. I think she's one elevens or one nine one seventeens or something like out that. Out from like Cathedral City area, like Palm Springs area. Uh, something right. like that. Yeah. I don't know her name, but she's she's pretty tough. Yeah. Yeah. Another, so there's, it's just the, uh, the, the group in general incoming this year is going to be, is going to be legit. You know, it's, it's the changing of the guard and, you know, I don't think it's going to be an anomaly. I think it's going to be the normal thing from here on out every year. We're going to get better and better and better and better. And, and uh, it's going to start changing up to the senior level too, where, Every four years, we're not going to see our same women representing us in the Olympics. It's going to start changing out, changing oh, yeah. out, changing out, because we're getting better. the The girls in our country are getting better, um, and and it's just it's just inevitable. Yeah. So, 
Now, matchups. Who do you want to see them wrestle? The incoming girls? Yes, the incoming girls. Who do you want to see them wrestle? I, Man. I, I'll go first. I'd like to see Lily and Char and Lily and Cheyenne. I know Lily's probably going to be a little bigger than Cheyenne, but Oof. that's like the, I mean, you got the two of the winningest kids, you know, going around would be an awesome match. Dude, that would be fire like that. Like, my God, maybe we can get that at your tournament, Josh. That's a good possibility. I would, yeah, there, there's a lot that could be done to make that match happen. Oh, sure. But I mean, another thing too, is it matter? Like we got to, we'd have to talk to the coaches about where, where they think their girls are going to be going at the end of right. the year. Cause your tournament is a little bit later than, than other tournaments. Yeah. So, we're, we're pretty much at state weight by our tournament. Most girls. Yeah. So that might run into an issue. So what about you, Mario? Who do you got? Well, I mean, I, I don't dislike the idea of seeing some of these, uh, some of these girls wrestling each other, you know, the, uh, the Christelle and Gomez match or the Gomez and Soto matchup, you know, let's, uh, uh, get a little battle of these freshmen. Who's the, who's the queen of the hill, you know, not trying to take boom. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to take your trademark, Jimmy. <laughs> but, um, you know, so I, I would, I'd like to see that. I'd like to see a little freshman mashup, you know, at the other end, you know, me being a fan, I'd always love to see Soto wrestle everyone. You know, I'd like to see Jennifer wrestle, wrestle Valdivia. I'd like to see Jennifer wrestle my daughter, Miranda, you know, so it, it was just a, uh, an exciting, exciting season just to see these, these, these incoming hammers, you know? Yeah, I think, um, well, I mean, well, I don't know. It, it's going to depend on this match. I mean, if, if a Met comes in at 60s, you're running into Osteen. Got you. Yeah, Katya's coming off, you know, just got, just got several injuries right now. I know it's keeping her off the mat. That's, you know, and I know Dad's going with a different approach next year. Um, but that might be a – a match to be seen also, you know, and man, I, it, there's so many matchups that, I mean, I know, you know, I'm telling you right now, I know, I know they've wrestled twice and it, and it hasn't gone in her favor, but watch out for Jersey Estrada in this third time. If she wrestles a mitt, uh, I have a feeling she's going to be on fire this year. And, uh, that if, if, if they get that rematch, I know it hasn't went well for Jersey in the past, but don't, don't count the girl out. I think she'll be in it. Now you think Jersey's going for that match if it's even near the weight? Is she going to avoid that like the plague? Because you got you want to finish out strong. Nah, man. I think uh, I don't think they're about that life. I think they're about the matchups. I think uh, she's already I, won it, so why not win it big, huh? Why not? I expect to see it. You know, yeah. So I, I it'll be good. It'll be good. You know, I like I said, those are. Uh, those are some of the best girls in the country, you know, and I've, I watched the two of them wrestle uh, live at Rocky mountain nationals uh, in Colorado. And I watched the two of them wrestle live here at uh, Reno world a couple months ago. And um, it's just, it's, it's good wrestling. It's good for the sport, putting two of our, our best girls on the, on the big stage against each other. So that's absolutely. Like so many. Sorry, there's no stage this year. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> but, but so many people like really, talk down on people talking about these matchups like they think like we're attacking or I, they think we're attacking somebody and calling somebody out it's like we want to see what's best for 
California girls wrestling and put them on that stage and let them showcase how good we really are. That's what makes the fire. No, I'm absolutely. Not coach, bro. I'm just a fan. I'm just yeah. a fan. I just want to yeah. see good wrestling. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm just, I just count. You see me in the stands with my red cup, enjoying the wrestling. That's it. No, absolutely. I'm glad you brought that up, Josh. Like in no way, shape, or form are we trying to be derogatory, say anybody's necessarily better than anybody else. It's so strictly just us giving an opinion on what we would like to see as fans. You know, and I think that this is another example too of how wrestling wants to be a, a mainstream sport, but they don't want the mainstream pressure. You know, they yeah. don't. Everybody know. likes to see a state placer, state champ get bumped off in the middle of the year and then come back and have a great match at state, or they decide we're going different weights. You know. Yeah. No. I mean, never Vasquez and Palomino. You know, never like you know some of those. Cisneros at freaking it's uh, at, at Selma in his in his finals. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's always that, you know. But you hear people. I just got a uh, I just got a a message uh, apparently from someone watching our podcast that says they think Amit will be around 150s next year, which will definitely make things a little more interesting. With the uh, now now, are we going to see a uh, free toss uh, Amit showdown? You know what I mean? So. That, well, that that will be some spark. And then where did Jersey go? Does Jersey go Osteen or does Jersey go Amet? Well, Jersey was at forty fours in Fargo, so I I mean, if if she's gonna be on this, you know, on fire this senior year, Which I, she almost I, died getting weight. Maybe not all the way down at forty fours, but maybe fifty twos. You know. Yeah. See, that's that's the thing, and she falls into that. What if Frida's, Elor, and Jersey end up in the same weight class? My God, my head's about to. Dude, explode. I mean, can you imagine how dope that's going to be sitting at, at Robo Bank watching that that weight class and state championship? You know, it's it's. I, 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 I like I said, I'm a fan right now, excited about the prospect of it. You know, well, that's that's going to be some good stuff. Well, think about it like this too, because you hear people say like, "Oh, you know what? The boys are going to dump on the girls," but then all of a sudden you see these three girls in the same weight class and they're just hammering. You know, definitely a showcase. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. In, in that sense you know and I, I really hope they stagger the finals if there's not going to be a stage i hope they do one boy one girl i know they're talking about doing them side by side i mean if they're going to do them side by side i'd like to see the heavyweight boys start and the lightweight girls start something like that so i mean maybe i don't want to watch the heavyweight boys but i want to watch lightweight girls or something you know I read I read a comment on Facebook and I wish I remember who who posted it because I'd I'd like to give him credit, but he was exactly right. Is it's you know, it's not that they made things equal for the girls; it's that they took away stuff from the boys. If they were really making it equal for the girls, they'd keep the stage and they'd give the girls their stage as well. You know, so instead of doing that, they took away from the boys. So that's that's what I'd like to see is either add a second stage and run them side by side, which even that isn't ideal, or Keep it one stage and alternate. Go Let's back make the whole thing a stage. The whole thing a stage. Whole arena. Hold hands. Kumbaya. And, you know, everybody gets why a medal. Why don't we make a 100, 128 girl brackets? Why doesn't everybody, just... why doesn't everybody be a state champ? Everybody <laughs> gets a medal. You get a everybody, medal. You get a medal. Everybody gets a state gets champ. I tell you what, we have a finals match, and we don't even keep score. About that, <laughs> they're California, you know. We may as well. Oh, that's fantastic! Good lord, that it was nothing more than just timing, you know. California was already talking, CIF, my understanding, was already discussing taking away the stage. 
for at least three years because I've been there for the last four years. And in those some of those conversations that it takes too long, uh, people don't like getting out at 10 o'clock at night because of that long break. It's been in the works. I've been trying to spread the word on Facebook, you know, because that, that Pablo post has had, I mean, it might be up to 600 comments now. It's probably the most commented thing besides when Mario and Wolf got into some argument earlier. Man, I wish I could see it. <laughs> are you? How many people are you blocked from? That's, Ramos, what I'm like, that's the question. Do you have Not, any friends on yeah. Facebook or in the real world, Ramos? That's what I want to know. Yeah, I mean, like, I know you. <laughs> I list is longer. My friends list or my block list? Yeah. <laughs> like, I wonder which was longer. I mean, I, actually, it's funny too because I was poking fun at Donnie Garriott this this week. And it he was not blocked you yet. Yes, I've totally been a guy about it. As I tell people, I go, dude, I got, okay, I like my guns because guys like guns. I ride motorcycles because, oh, I rode motorcycles because guys ride motorcycles. I coach wrestling because growing up, I freaking wrestled and you could talk smack to each other. And at the end of the day, you could smack each other in the mouth and go hang out after. It's not a big deal. Nowadays, people are can just be so soft, you know, and I, I've had to learn that not everybody has my amazing sense of humor or intellect or lack thereof <laughs> or intellect so i gotta like okay let me just bring it down a little bit more so i mean i mean look at me and mario i mean mario freaking for like probably still hates me just keeps me close but we could at least work together you know i mean dang i mean i like i always said i'm just a better version of what he wants to be um but oh. i mean at least like we could work together and here we are 10 episodes in Right, Mario? I mean, uh, yeah, man. Those, hey. those fingers, hey, though. Good it's, Lord. It's, it's those, your lie, buddy. Tell it how you want, man. Geez, look <laughs> at those fingers, though. Gosh. Parts of me are jealous of those fingers. Good uh, Lord. Yeah. Hey, look at those it's not the only part. That's, it's what, not that's, that's literally what a normal, like, small guy's hand looks like. Mario has the hands of a goblin that whittles wood. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, I can just see you holding a marble. Hey. <laughs> Don't make fun of those. Are, those are working man's hands. Don't make fun of them. <laughs> That's why they're obese. They never move. <laughs> Jeez, he probably hey, those, those fingers have won many Facebook wars. <laughs> voice text. That's why you like your fingers can't be seen on a regular phone keyboard. Oh, I, I, yeah, it's all it's all voice text because my my fingers ain't they ain't working on the screen, bro. <laughs> So, okay, let's go over one more thing before we go. <laughs> it's just it's like little like elbows trying to touch a screen. <laughs> it looks like the heel, like somebody's heel is striking your cell phone. <laughs> You're <gonna touch> it. <laughs> it's like an amputee. An amputee is texting with their... Oh, can you, <laughs> can you imagine the comments we're going to get now? <laughs> Ramos is making fun of amputees now. Oh man, no, just yes, like, yes, yes. Hey, let's and let's not let's not forget about the fact that he was calling girls fat earlier too. Yeah, let's let's let's, let's bring that back up. Let's bring that back up. These views are solely. He the said, views "Girl, you like thirty some percent body fat." I, I remember that. They can hit rewind, bro. They can hit rewind. Oh. Oh, I can say it because I have girl wrestlers that they came home and I'm like, I I had one, okay? I, I used to call her sister like these initials 
And then because it was she looked a lot exactly like her sister. And then they came home and they like swapped. And so I gave her her sister's initials because they were just like because her sister wrestled a higher weight or class and she was just deflecting the I called a girl yeah. fat thing. Oh, I didn't call anybody <laughs> fat. I just said they were bigger than when they graduated high school. <laughs> necessarily. Um anyhow, I, we can't all have Donald Trump's BMI. I know that. Okay. <laughs> so uh last thing we'll go over because I know people are planning their trips. Uh, for the preseason before they get to the season, dude. About freak show. Now I'm right now. I'm with my girls and, and we're and the, the clubs talking about our schedule and what we're going to be doing with uh, freak show. Now, my experience with freak show has not been great with my girls. Um, we wrestled one match one day, sat the second day until the end of the day, and then it was like boom, 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 boom and then we were out. But we were out in the afternoon instead of like firing us out in the morning. So and I look at the brackets too, and a majority of the girls that were wrestling are California girls. So I don't know. Thinking about maybe skipping this year and doing the Halloween Open here in SoCal. What do you guys think about it? Well, I think uh, there's one Halloween Open that's going to be an opposite, like the weekend before, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I like Freak Show. It's kind of a little uh, preseason fun trip. It's, you know, good. I like going to Vegas. Kids like going to Vegas. There's some fun things to do. Uh, it's a great tournament. There's always good competition. Yeah. Uh, I've never, I've never been there and said, oh, this competition sucks. Yeah, but you could go to Vegas for Western Regionals, right, Mario? You can, but you're not going to get the same competition. So um, I think Rideback hit it right on the head. Uh, we, I'll be going this year. Um, I'm actually flying straight from Japan. I won't have time to come home. I'm flying straight from Japan to Vegas. So I'll be there jet lagged like a mofo. But um, I, That's and, your excuse? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll still be drunk. Drunk? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway let's, let's keep moving forward. <laughs> Um, so, so I do think no, I think I think it's important. I can I can think of some state placers here in our state of California that didn't even place at the freak show last year. And it's not necessarily just California girls. We get a good variety of the Washington girls. It's definitely the Western region. Sometimes we'll get the Arizona, the Texas, you know, a little a little of that flavor. Um, but I think it's it's gonna be for the girl side, it's gotta be one of the toughest tournaments in the country, um, on the girl side. No. Yeah. What do you, I know we haven't, this is kind of a, it's probably an either or for most people. What about super 32 girls yeah. second year? Okay. So, so I, I kind of had a little, go ahead. We had a little go Facebook ahead. fight over this one this morning I did. And uh, it got, it got a little, little weird. I was just, I just put a poll out there that was like, what do you guys think? Uh, USAW preseason nationals or, or uh, super 32. Are they the same weekend? It's the same weekend. same weekend. It's the same weekend. So, I mean, I obviously at the freak show is going to be the more the the better tournament, but it's like the the it's the weekend after. So, my traveling team, do I do I recommend flying to the Super 32 the weekend after the freak show for so it's it's literally twice as much money for less less amount of girls, quality girls. I don't want to I don't want to make it sound like I'm putting girls down or anything like that, but quality girls, but I think they capped the but girls participation at 150. 150 girls or something, 200 girls. So it's like, I'm not going to, 
I'm not going to fly to North Carolina on a $400, $500 plane flight, drop another 300 bucks in a hotel for a tournament that's smaller and not as hard as the one we were at the week before, literally seven days before, you know? So that's my argument number one. And then my argument number two on the Super 32 is it's a preseason tournament. And preseason means I'm getting ready for the high school season which means we're doing unless, folk style. Unless you're, Wyoming, style unless you're Wyoming Seminary, then you're not. So Then you're not. Then you're well, not. I know. Well, you've got to realize, too, that this is very different from the typical Mario we have. Usually, he's looking for the smallest brackets possible with the oh, hey, most hey, possible. If that was true, if that was true, you'd see me at Somar Wrestling Tournaments, homie. But <laughs> 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 so you see what the Clash of the Crown when you take give up. Because you couldn't make it work. Oh man! Oh <laughs> man! Jim Thrall's taking that across the country now. I was in Nevada when you did. It was just in Sacramento with a bunch of people you just knew. Now Jim Thrall's expanding it. See, so let's talk about now those numbers. <laughs> oh, it's great, but I don't know. I mean, that seems like a lot to hit. In the beginning, like before the season even begins, I mean, what's your team? Did what's your what are your girls going to feel like by the time the state? Comes around? I mean, you're talking about traveling for, for freak show, traveling for preseason nationals or Super Thirty Two, then you go right into the high school season. That seems like a ton. Yeah, I mean, that's why I'm like, we should why why switch styles right before the season? You know, I love wrestling yeah, freestyle, but our freestyle season's over. Our freestyle no, season's over. As soon as Fargo hits, we shut it down. So mm -hmm. now we've been folk style. We've been we've been no locking hands. We've been arm chopping. We've been leg riding. The Mario Mario special. No, 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 no. Well, that's that's freestyle, baby. That's that's we're going for fours. We're going feet to backs, baby. Feet to backs. Going for five with the near fall. Give me swipes. So no, good time. Good time. What? Yeah, that's that's. I think we should be doing. I mean, it's preseason. If 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 it was two months ago, then I get it. We'll do freestyle. And 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 here's my other thing, man. Is it's I I know that you know, hey, girls wrestle freestyle in college and this and that. But it's the the Super Thirty Two has always been a folk style event. You know what I mean? So so taking it and changing it for girls, it's like, look, we don't need special treatment. You know what I mean? I, I if if the boys are wrestling folk style at the Super Thirty Two, the girls should be wrestling folk style at the Super Thirty Two. You know, so I, that, that's the thing is it's, I want equal treatment. I don't want special treatment. You know what I mean? The girls don't need a handicap placard on their singlets. You know, we should, we should be able to go out there and do the exact same style. The boys are, it's their preseason national championship for folk style. Why can't it be ours? Well, know, well, just because there's a couple States that don't sanction the girls folk style. I get it. You know, they well, want no, to keep I, don't think, them. I don't think you should be beating the tournament up about it though. They're trying to do the right thing by the girls. They're trying, you know, it would be easier for them just to just be like, yeah, you know, we're folk style. That's it. They're trying to do something to I entice. Wish they them. would. No, I mean, yeah, but I mean, we shouldn't yeah. be up over it. We should be like, hey, look, you know what? We appreciate the idea, but nah, we it's need. To be, it's this time of the year. It's this time of the year, and we want to. We want to be folk style. You know, so I mean, props to them. You know, I'm not. I'm, yeah. I haven't been to Super Thirty Two. No, and, and and by the looks of quality, like there were some high level girls there last year, some good New York girls, good Pennsylvania girls. So you know, I uh, I don't want to take away from from what they're doing, you know, and 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 what it's building. But I'm just, 
you know, for me, I'm, I'm a parent who has to pay for the plane tickets and I'm a coach who has to look at the other parents in on my club and tell them, Hey, this is what I recommend. And I have a hard time recommending that in that situation. Hey, let's go drop six, seven, 800 bucks on this freestyle tournament. That's not going to have as good of brackets as, or not as good, but as big of brackets as X amount of tournament over here in Iowa or the other freestyle tournament or folk style tournament in Indiana, or, you know what I mean? Whatever, whatever oh. it may be. So at this time of the year, then, are you talking more about reps or are you talking more about quality? What are you looking for at this time? I think of it year? depends on the wrestler. Every wrestler is different. So when you have a club like mine, man, I've got a big uh, uh, plethora of uh, a different group of – I've got some really high-level girls and I've got some developmental girls, you know. So I've got – I've got well, to take them to a tournament where where my girls, my good girls, are going to get good matches still. But I also want to take them to an event where my my developmental girls aren't going to barbecue. Hopefully, they'll get a couple wins and and they'll get some good matches. So, I I look for that that bigger bracket. You know, like for me, the the Iowa one appeals better because yes, it's folk style. Yes, it has bigger brackets, and. You know, the, 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 the developmental girls will get those matches. You know, I can bring my, my, you know, freshman, sophomore on their way girls to super 32 and they may go one and two. And, and I don't want to say it's a waste of money, but it's just not the value that we would get if we went somewhere else. Yeah. So, but yeah, I don't know. I, I think the number of girls too that you're having is going to be decreasing soon once uh, Wolf puts his sock in Sacramento and then they'll be seeing a decrease in that. But. <laughs> oh, you're just mad tonight, man. <laughs> you know, I get it. I get it. If my tournaments were doing so bad that I had to add a video game gimmick to it too, I'd be talking a lot of shit as well, bro. Hey, I get it. I get it. Why don't you have some more takedown tournaments with video don't games in between? That's a good idea. That's a great idea. That's a good idea. Hey, whoever whoever came up with that idea is an absolute genius. <laughs> hey, hey, don't want to see the text messages of Mario. Hey, dude, next week we're gonna have we're gonna have the Super Mario video game wrestling tournament, and the week after that we're gonna have the John Madden Superman video game wrestling tournament. <laughs> Get her out of your freaking mind with this. Don't, shit. don't get mad. Don't get hey, Max based hey. on your hands. Let me show you everybody. Know, you, you know what's a good idea for a wrestling tournament, Richard Ramos? I want you to listen to this. Uh, MC Hammer. Wrestling. Award. Let's do some wrestling. One last question. Mario, did you or did you not text me for my Somar event schedule? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you know why? You know why? So he can say, I can't make any of them. That's, that's what he's saying. His girls, you watch his girls and you're like, if that girl just had a takedown, she'd, she'd win that match. He won't come to a takedown tournament. <laughs> let's, let's go drive eight hours and uh, and, and just do neutral. Hey, we do that in practice, man. We do takedowns in practice. Mario, it's five and a half hours in Sacramento. Don't act like it's hey, longer. Hey, Hey, Josh, just like the time I offered to pay him $500 to help his daughter get to, to Japan to do a clinic, and he didn't want to do it, I offered to pay help him get his girls down here, too. But whatever, that's another event. That's another Hell show. Crap. Yeah, oh, right. Yeah, right. Guys, we're good for the day. I this offered to meet him for a duel in Fresno, and homeboy wouldn't do it. It's meet us in Fresno to duel, and he wouldn't take his team. I remember okay. that. All right. all right, ladies. All right, all right. Yeah, let's have so, fun. Final, final wrap up on final wrap up on Freak Show. Mario, are you taking a team? I'm taking a team. We rolling deep, man. And I'm uh, I'm gonna have a team that's gonna have not just California flavor. I'm gonna bring in some ringers. We're gonna be we're gonna be uh, loaded up. What is that team gonna be called? 
Swamp monsters. We are the swamp motherfucking monsters. Don't get it twisted. Not sot monsters. Bro, no? Ramos, you taking the team? <clears throat> On the bubble, dude. On the bubble right now. I. I, I it, it's okay if, if you're scared. I was thinking about it, but we're going to play some Fortnite for our no, Fort Nightmare no. Before Quis Christmas event. <laughs> hey, if, if you're scared that like Swamp Monsters or Titan Mercury is going to beat you guys in the team uh, yeah. points, let me hang, know. Hang on. I got. I could dig up something that neither one of them got right now. It's the 2018 Junior State Trophy. Oh, oh nah, I'll deal that later. Um, hey, I want to congratulate the San Fernando girls for uh, – for signing up under Somar so you could achieve that victory this year. Congratulations. Oh. <laughs> oh, I got video practices, son. You can oh, watch. that's fantastic. Shout out to Monroe High School. Good job, ladies. Y'all y'all deserve it. Y'all yeah. deserve it. <laughs> you, guys, you guys passed that trophy around? Yes, we did. We're like, here, everybody gets tickets for a night. Like the Stanley Cup, everybody gets a turn. Yeah, everybody gets to party with it. Not oh, Marty. that's great. Not Mario style, though. He'll smoke it up. But anyhow. That's great. Okay, that's it. This. Good night, everybody. All right. <laughs>